Hello, my name is Zabe, and I host the only trivia game show that is dedicated to remembering, celebrating, and preserving all the wonderful qualities of Generation X through games, trivia, and friends. It's called Who Will Save Generation X Trivia Game Show. The judges and I would like to welcome you to join in the effort to save Generation X pop culture from fading into oblivion. The show is a lighthearted stroll through the cool stuff of your youth, where you get to play along with our in-show contestants. The winners of each episode gets to pick a prize from my eBay watch list filled with treasures of the past. But more importantly, they win the satisfaction of knowing that they're doing their part to save the forgotten generation from truly being forgotten. Are you ready to do your part? Find us wherever you get your podcasts and play along with the contestants while you listen and see what rad prize you would have wanted if you were here with us saving the memories of Generation X. You're sure to get a nice dose of nostalgia and a few laughs along the way. So subscribe today and we'll answer the question together of who will save Generation X. Everybody, welcome back to the Gen X Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Trish the Dish, and man, this is just gonna be me and you guys talking some midlife shit right here. So just gonna just gonna jump right into it. Just uh just me and you today, guys. Um I planned on doing a solo um episode today and thought about some cool stuff I would talk to you guys about, and then um and then I uh Looked at my uh, upcoming uh, new lease agreement with my beautiful apartment that I love so much with the pine trees outside my windows and on the third floor balcony and, you know, just all the love I've put into this this place that I call my home. Longest place I've ever lived in my 45 years. I'm coming up on seven years. The same address, same job. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy and my rent is being increased by almost $300. And uh, that's a wackadoodle, to say the least. And uh, I mean, it's pretty, pretty normal. I'm, I mean, I, I got to say, like, a, a, a part of me is not even remotely surprised. I kind of expected it, because everyone was kind of saying how um, the housing market in Phoenix is, you know, kind of super increased in, in terms of like how expensive it is to buy houses here now. And, um, and that was going to be offset by rent increase because that's how they get you. Right. Can't buy, can't afford a house, can't afford an apartment. Um, <laughs> you know, like, ah, it's just so frustrating. So, um, if you don't want to hear complaining time, uh, you might want to skip this episode, but if you, uh, if you're feeling like you're in some dark times right now, and you know, I thought maybe it'd be uh, it'd be good to hear someone else going through dark times, and and we can get through this together, kind of thing, you know. And uh, just know you're not alone, right? Like that's that's a big part of um, you know why I love podcasts so much is you know just feeling connected to other humans, um, especially when you hear their story. Um, that's why I love my guests that share such intimate, um, beautiful tales of their lives and how they've gotten through the dark times. And I mean, think about some of the beautiful words that, that folks have, have shared in, um, in the last couple seasons. Um, I know I, I always walk away being like, damn, that's some, that's some fucking wisdom right there, y'all. Um, but it's funny, right? So I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, can I negotiate this? Um, 
you know, Googling things about like negotiating rent and um, trying to figure out like, can I negotiate the fact that I, I have like massive water damage from when the pipes burst and I had a waterfall in my in my uh, doorway of my living room and um, it's just so much water damage in the ceiling and there's mold underneath the flooring, um, underneath the like faux wood linoleum, you know, flooring. And the fact that, um, I don't have any updates on my, uh, utilities or what do you call those? Like (laughs) washer and dryer and ovens and, you know, microwave and my microwave's got a few cracks in it. And, um, you know, my dishwasher and like the mold especially is underneath where the dishwasher flooded a few times and it took them forever to fix it. And I'm like, can I, can I negotiate? I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking to see if that can be my little, my little wild card. Um, so I reached out to the leasing office and was like, I'd like to talk to you about, uh, my upcoming lease renewal. So we'll see what happens with that. The other thing um, that like this one site said was like, hey, you know, uh, check and see what the rent is around you and see if it's a ridiculous increase. (laughs) Right. And uh, it's not apparently uh, everywhere wants to charge fifteen hundred for a one bedroom apartment in fucking Glendale, Arizona. Like it's not even in like the heart of Phoenix, 20 minutes outside on the freeway of Phoenix. But um so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose I can afford it if I, you know, like quit smoking and yeah, I know guys, I'm a smoker, but, um, and, uh, just fucking make my own tortillas and, you know, go back to the poor kid way of living. And, um, but then I started thinking about how my student loans, um, are starting back up in January and that's another $300 a month. Um, and now we're in the red zone. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, you know, my car insurance is like, uh, out, out of the, out of this world. And, um, you know, can I refinance my car? And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny because, um, you know, coming from poverty, you know, I, I try to make all these steps, um, to sort of move toward this, this, you know, instead of lower, lower income to like, lower middle income, uh, you know, um, middle, lower income or whatever, um, lifestyle. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, sobering to think that, um, you know, and you get in these dark places, right? Like, um, you know, you try to do all the things right. You know, you go to school, you don't have kids. Um, you know, you, you don't just like marry, whomever just so you can have someone else helping with the bills. Although I'm like, I don't know, you know, I started, I started thinking about like, you know, all these choices over all these years, you know, at least in the last 20, 25 years. And you know how at one point, you know, I had a dream to, to work on an organic farm in the Pacific Northwest and something that one of my ex-boyfriends ended up doing after, you know, we talked about doing that a lot. And, um, you know, and just having this student loan debt be this sort of um, weight over me all these years of like decisions that I've made that did not lend itself to having a lot of freedoms, you know, to have like a cool alternative life. Like when I lived in the anarchist collective, 
Um, I was like two of eight people that actually had a job. And so I was pretty much me and, and, and my boyfriend, the one that later went on to live on the organic blueberry farm in, in Washington. We were like, the we were paying for the whole place, you know? Um, and I got sick of that shit, you know, <laughs> like footing the bill for fucking people to unjob as they used to call it, or they quit their job. And, you know, we, we were dumpster diving and doing all this punk rock shit, but I still had to fucking put on nice clothes and go to the Hilton and make a paycheck and pay my fucking student loans. Um, and so what I do, I decided, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to join the rat race for real, but I'm going to make a difference being a teacher. And the first paycheck was fucking shocking because uh, I thought I was going to make all this money teaching and it ended up that I made less money than I did at the Hilton as a fucking front desk person and um, and and worked two other jobs. I worked at a coffee house and a, a bar my first year teaching and, you know, then then things sort of started started picking up. You know, I was engaged, so I was living with this this guy and we had a really beautiful apartment and life was pretty good there for a bit, you know, financially speaking and I guess romantically as well. Like, um, you know, this beautiful blonde, real hardwood floors, you know, 18 foot ceilings, um, these like beautiful double, you know, French doors that would, 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 uh, go into like different rooms. And, you know, we had like three, like we had like, I would say, like a a bedroom, an art space, a den, a living room, you know, and kitchen. And then like I had a meditation room. I mean, this place was fucking huge, y'all. And, uh, you know, I mean, I felt rich. I mean, I was only paying like, I don't know, three seventy five a month for rent in this beautiful apartment. And, um, you know, was making pretty good money, you know, like 30,000 a year or whatever. And, really easily paying my student loan, um, monthly bill and, you know, and then going to shows in St. Louis. And I thought I was fucking rich going to Whole Foods and REI once every few months. <laughs> um, and then I just, uh, you know, I didn't want to marry that guy after all. I mean, that's a whole other story. I could tell you at a different time. I, I fear even interested, but I mean, he just had no ambition. You know, he was super, I guess this is, I guess I'm telling it now. <laughs> um, you know, he was pretty happy just chopping vegetables at the Olive Garden. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a lot more driven. I, you know, also I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was done traveling the world and I wanted a partner that would, you know, wanted to camp and, you know, I don't know, just not fucking live in Springfield, Illinois. Um, the winters were starting to get to me and, and so what I do, I, I just fucking dropped everything, I dropped a pretty good career that probably had a lot of future to it. My principal had a lot of respect for me. I was highly involved in school leadership and, you know, school reform and district meetings and, you know, had this amazing support system of teachers and my students loved me and um, to just being like, fuck it, I'm moving to Tucson and I didn't have a job and it was during this great recession and, uh, I don't know, I have these, I have these moments where I just fucking shoot myself in the foot, right? So here I am limping along in Tucson, um, couldn't find a job for so long until I finally, by the way, my dog is just like scratching the carpet. So 
Not sure how I can negotiate a scratched up carpet with my dog's claws, but more on that another time. I'll 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 update you guys. But um so if you hear that, that's what that is. Um but it's just so funny, right? Like I pretty much had it made. I was doing pretty well financially, and then I was like, Well, I'm gonna jump off this cliff and I don't have a parachute. <laughs> um and then and then uh, you know, I, I kinda did okay for a minute. I was able to um move into an apartment by myself. I hadn't lived in an apartment by myself for a long time and it was I mean, it was expensive for two, so I was like six fifty a month or six eighty a month or something like that. Air conditioning included, though, so that was pretty dope. Um, had a pool really close to like the mountains, and um, but I was still uh, that's that's uh, around the time that I got the job teaching in Nogales, so I was driving one you know an hour and a half round trip um, down there to teach, and you know. I was I was commuting, you know, I'd had a carpool with some of the teachers that kind of lived in Tucson and in uh, Green Valley, which is about it, you know, 45 an hour away from Nogales. And that worked out for a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of times where if you're doing stuff as a teacher, like after school or I don't know, you just have other events happening. You can't always go home when the other teachers want to go home or vice versa. And uh, so I started driving a lot by myself and gas prices were out of out of this world, which I don't know if you've noticed, it's, they've gone back up a lot too um, recently. And um, I, I, I mentioned it, I think in my podcast with my, the episode with my aunt just recently that like, I, I called her from a gas station because I was crying because I didn't think I could continue teaching anymore. I couldn't afford to teach anymore because... Like the gas was killing me. And, um, you know, that's when I decided to go to grad school. Well, first I got a job at Pizza Hut, cried every day. I put my uniform on that lasted about a week. And then I got a, I got a second job, um, aside from teaching at this, like, um, like this farm, this indoor, like hydroponic farm, uh, of like salads guys, not like weed or anything. It was ran by the U of A and, um, and that was kind of cool for a little bit. Um, but then, like I said, I went ahead and just decided to do um, my master's degree. So, and I've talked about this before, you know, that decision to just sort of like, um, I guess I'm going to go into debt to make more money to get myself out of debt. Uh, I wonder how many of you out there are going like, that's so ignorant. Like, how could you not see that that was dumb? But when you are looking at a bump in your income because financial aid checks are going to start rolling in and, you know, your income could possibly increase by, by, you know, double like by 50%, which it ended up doing for sure. Um, eventually, but, uh, that was pretty, that was a pretty easy momentum for there, there for a little while. Like, um, got a really good job in Tucson because of my master's degree. Um, making, you know, at least $1,500 more a year, didn't have to do the commute. So that saved me a whole, a bundle in gas, um, as well as sanity, you know, um, my commute went to like 30 minutes instead of like an hour and a half. Um, well, I guess 30 minutes. Yeah. About 30 minutes a round trip. But anyway, um, then I decided to jump ship again, jump off the cliff again. Like I love to do fell in love with this, this guy living in Portland and that's where my a lot of my friends were and um just fucking moved to Portland without a plan except for that I was working on my doctorate so I was still going to get that financial aid check but 
couldn't really get a job. Ended up working at fucking Verizon. And um, and that was fucking terrible because I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, again, found myself just like, what the fuck? So when I when I landed the job here at this university in, in, in Phoenix um, for like twice the amount of money I'd ever seen, you know, in my whole life um, and finding this apartment that at the time, I mean seven years ago was only 1100 a month. Um, I was, I was like super stoked. Actually, I think it was only a thousand dollars a month. I was super stoked and I was super like proud of myself. And I was like, no matter how terrible my job is, I'm sticking through it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this work. Um, it's not the coolest place to live in Phoenix, um, but it's beautiful and I love my neighborhood. You know, I feel safe. Um, it's pretty, it's sturdy. I don't hear my neighbors except for the hard walkers <laughs> underneath me. Um, and here I am again, like with this sort of, I, I don't want to call it like an existential crisis because that's like super dramatic, but I'm tripping y'all because it's like, I, I did all the thing. I did all the things right. You know what I mean? And, and yet, like, I'm, I'm getting fucked again. (laughs) Not in a fun way. Um, it's frustrating. You know, um, you know, my friend Nick, or sorry, Russ from Nick and Russ don't know anything podcast, you know, that, that poor guy, he works like fucking five, seven jobs and, you know, has kids and he just lives in Texas. And, you know, part of me is like, oh, maybe I should just, you know, I even was thinking like maybe just picking up a seasonal job or whatever. And like, um, I've worked more than one job before and, you know, and I could cut this and cut that and, you know, uh, and I, I could, I could also move to a cheaper place, you know, like what's the big deal you probably are thinking, right. But it's the whole, like, you know, two steps forward, eight steps back, you know, um, that the, you know, the reality of the unprivileged get to struggle with, you know, like, um, it's like, I'll always be poor. And, and, and I know people are like, oh, you have a poverty mentality or poverty mindset. Like I hear that a lot in like, you know, business, you know, grow your business, start your own business stuff or like, um, you know, uh, pyramid schemes are always into like, you know, you're not going to make money unless you do, um, unless you think that you're growing your business. I don't know. just all of, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Anyone that's ever been involved in the business world hears that. And it's like, especially in sales or whatever. And it's like, at the end of the day though, it's, it's like, I feel like it's so not in my control, um, how hard it is to navigate the world in terms of, you know, being financial secure or making, you know, sound financial decisions and, um, you know, having a sense of security. Um, well, it's like, it's like Zabe said, um, you know, shout out Zabe. I know you're listening. Um, always, always a pleasure to, to have you, uh, um, you know, had you on the podcast. Always like when you, when you comment on some of the shows, so shout out to you. I mean, I can't imagine how it must have felt to, you know, be in the same job for 25 years and, you know, 
then have that fucking rug pulled out from underneath you. You know what I mean? Because, again, doing all the things you think are right. And it's just so funny because, like, I don't I don't remember growing up ever really hearing those kind of stories except for, like, maybe in, like, you know, the car manufacturer business or, you know, something maybe with mining or something. But, um, you know... I don't, I didn't expect this in the education world. I mean, I guess I kind of did a little, but, um, I don't know. It's just really frustrating, you know, and, and, um, it's super hard to think at 45 that this was the peak of where, where, where I was happy and, um, didn't feel the desire to leave and, um, and now I might have to leave, you know, I might, might be able to make a year of this work, but they're going to increase my rent to $1,600 the next year. And and it's weird because they, they, they there's like no um, incentive to um, sign like a, a more than 12 month lease, which is really crazy because when I lived in Tucson, like they were stoked if I was like, I'll sign a 15 month lease, whatevs. Um there's like no incentive of like, I'm a great tenant. I pay my rent on time. I don't fucking have parties or deal drugs out of my apartment. Like some of my room, uh, not roommates. Well, yeah, some of my roommates have in my life. <laughs> um, but, but like some of my neighbors have, you know, like cops don't get called on me, you know, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm a good person and, and, but, um, but I'm going to have to, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be forced to like move back into a world that I thought I had moved away from, you know, like cheap housing fucking sucks. Like I hate hearing my neighbors, um, especially like all hours of the night. Like I was dating this guy once that lived in a crummy apartment just down the street from me, actually, I should see if they're renting. And I couldn't sleep all night because the walls were so fucking paper thin. And it's the, the carpet smelled funny and it had stains on it. And, you know, you didn't have a dishwasher. And I know you guys are probably thinking like, oh, okay, like fucking privilege much. But um, I, I fucking worked my ass off to not have to live in that, I guess, is my point. Like, it's so frustrating. Like, it's it's almost it's like I said, uh, I, I don't remember which episode it was. But it's like, who's the fucking loser now? Like, I've got all this student loan debt that's just like fucking crippling me, and um, and I and I did it because I thought it was gonna help me get a better paying job or, you know, um, have a better life. You know, go to school. They said you'll have a better life. They said bullshit. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I don't want to cry. <laughs> like, I'm so I'm so happy I have this the space to complain to you guys, but I'll be honest, like, I don't know how much longer I can afford to be a podcaster. Um, there's, there's like, a there's so many fucking charges, like this much money for Zencaster, this much money for, you know, Zoom. Okay, well, I don't want to do both. So I'll just do Zoom. That's still fucking their, their annual fee is like 225 a month or a year. Um, you know, and I, I spent all this money on equipment and, um, you know, it's, it's like, fuck, you know, my website, like, I don't know. It, there's, there's so many little charges. It's just insane. And I just don't know, um, 
you know, I know a lot of podcasters have like, um, like Patreon and things like that. And it's like, I don't have time to give you all extra stuff, you know, like my, my, my day job takes a lot out of me and, and I'm fucking tired, you know, and I'd also like to start, you know, adventuring again. Fuck. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Fucking cost money to go on adventures. (laughs) Oh, you guys feel like this? How, How many of you out there have played the game right? But because you came from poverty, you just feel like you're always fucking swimming against the tide and you're just tired now at middle age. Don't give me that shit. You're tired at 25. I fucking had all the energy to work three jobs and teach. You know what I mean? Like, no, you, 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 you can't, you, you haven't begun to wear the years of your life under your eyes and chin yet. Um, and no disrespect. It's just the truth that like add another 25 years to that. And then, and then let's talk about how fucking hard it is to get up at fucking crack a dawn to go to one job and then come home well past, you know, the witching hour to get fucking four or five hours of sleep before you fucking do it again and again and again and years and years of just fucking one job's not enough, two jobs not enough. Well, I guess I'll go to school again. You know, like I, I know that people have it so much worse. I've been watching, you know, Apple TV. It's pretty awesome. Um, free free first three months for having this upgrade that was supposed to say like save me a whole bunch of money i don't know that that happened um (laughs) and uh uh joseph gordon levitt did i even say his name right you guys know him um he's fucking first of all he's fucking hot second of all he's fucking brilliant but he's got this show called mr crimson god guys i'm sorry i just i just jumped on and i'm just winging it today but um it's it's a really great show um about that sort of existential dread and the anxiety and the and the worry and you know saying goodbye to your dreams to be responsible. And then what does that feel like when you're just trapped in this like endless world? You know, like at one point in one of the episodes, he's like, uh, are our only options really just um, watching a movie, working or playing video games? Is that is that it? Is that it? And that really does feel like it. You know, there's there's a lot of times that I sit in my apartment and I'm like, fuck, especially during the pandemic, which I didn't mind too much, but where I'm just like, fuck, I'm either um, working or just sitting in front of a screen, like a TV screen, you know, um, that's why hobbies are so great. But like I said, during the pandemic, it's like I've lost a lot of time and they all cost money. It all costs so much money. It's hard to be middle age. And, and now Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his, his character is like, I think, 10 years younger than us. But um I mean, I still felt like that at 35 myself, you know, but it seems like it's it's even harder at 45 if you still haven't really accepted your fate. I remember one time I know I talk about how much I love this apartment, but I remember 
and this is why I don't smoke a lot of weed by myself because I really don't need it. <laughs> but I remember sitting in one of my chairs in the living room and maybe I'd lived there three, lived here three years, maybe four years. And I had this overwhelming feeling of like this voice and this feeling that was like, is this your last apartment? Like, that was so weird. Like, is this it? Is this really? And now I'm sitting here. I know this is like so, um, I feel like this is my generation, though. This is what we do. We're we're hypocrites, or humans are um, full of contradictions. Quoting Finch, um, I watched that last night with Tom Hanks. Fucking awesome! Anyone that has a dog, I think uh, we all need to build robots. Just going to throw that out there, but it's true. We're all walking contradictions, and you know. We feel sorry for ourselves knowing that so many people have it so much worse. Like I was watching this thing. Um, I watch a lot of TV in case you can't tell. Um, <laughs> with, um, oh, God, what's his name? I fucking love him, too. And I'm terrible. I'm just terrible with names, guys. It's just it's just like I said, there's too much data in the in the hard drive. Um, John, John Oliver. And um John, I watch, I watch John Oliver a lot. I love, I love, uh, last week with John Oliver and he was talking about the, um, homeless epidemic and yeah, people have it so much worse than I do. It's so true. I'm not, I'm not saying anyone should feel sorry for me a hundred percent. I'm, you know, I get it. I get it. I've been homeless actually a few times in my life. Um, my mom and I lived in a car for a while. Like, that shit's real. Um, but, you know, someone once said that, like, the poor are at the bottom to scare the middle class into working their fucking asses off for the upper class. I fucking believe that because one of my biggest fears is, you know, being homeless. Um, like, taking after my mom, you know, and... um and then, of course, it's it's been really cool because there's this whole like, you know, van life movement or, you know, not I'm like, oh, I could just live on the Pacific North Pacific Crest Trail. <laughs> like, you know, I'll just I'll just backpack for the rest of my life. Um, so I'm not I guess I'm not as scared as I used to be. But um, like I said, it just the the thing that's annoying of this whole thing is that. Like, I fucking did all these things so that I wouldn't be poor. So I wouldn't be in poverty and live in a nice place and drive a nice car, you know, reliable. Um, and uh, here I am at 45 being like, fuck, $300, $300 increase in rent is just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, I don't get that kind of raise every year with my job. And there's no room for growth. You know, um, I had a bullshit mid-year review where it was very clear to me that it's not my job output. It's not how much work or how great I do or the data that shows what a fucking awesome job I'm doing. It's, it's, it's my ability to deal with, um, with executives <laughs> like what what kind of fucking bullshit is that? I have done that before by the way in this job. Um how soon people forget, but I digress. It's just it's just like a I don't know. I just wonder I 
this is part of our generation's voice. You know, um, there's this the huge walking out thing, right? The great resignation occurring right now, right? Like, it's such a privileged fucking thing. Like, and it's definitely not a Gen X thing. None of our fucking parents want us to move in with them or have parents. Like, I don't have parents I can move in with. My aunt and uncle sure as hell don't have the, you know, space and energy to have me just fucking hang out with them in fucking San Fernando Valley for the rest of my life. Like, uh, nor would I want to, right? Um, But, like, somehow we as Gen Xers are, you know, parents of, like, young people are like, sure, live with us forever. You don't want to work? You don't want to pay rent? You don't want to go to school? Fuck it. I'll break my back to let you stay with me. Or, you know, some of the younger boomers that just, I don't, I don't even know how they're able to afford millennials living with them. But it must be really fucking nice. Like, I fucking hate my job. And I've hated it for seven years. <laughs> um, But I, I didn't hate it that much, you know, like. The shittiest day at a university is is better than the best day at fucking Verizon or McDonald's or scrubbing toilets. I'll tell you that fucking much. And I know all those jobs. Um, so I can say that. Um, but it's like, yeah, it must be really fucking nice. Like, oh, I can't afford my apartment anymore. I'll just move in with my parents. Like, and no offense, those of you that are listening that are doing that. I just hope you fucking realize how fucking privileged you are and how lucky you are. And um, and you better fucking do the dishes for your family and you better fucking take take care, like do vacuum. I don't give a fuck, like pull your weight around a little bit to show your gratitude because that shit is what a fucking blessing to be able to be like, I I deserve more. I want to get paid more. They're not treating me right at my work. It's funny because um, Gen X, you know, we're right in between these two generations that are um, that are like, you have to deal with how we want to see the world. And, and we've just been fucking floating along between the two of y'all, letting you both tell us how we have to be compassionate to how you see the world. All the while, when my millennial co-workers go home early because they can't handle the stress of their job. I'm fucking taking up their slack. I'm the one that gets called to do the extra work. You know, um, people complaining about the baby boomers at work. Like I'm, I'm the one that's working twice as hard as they are. Like I, I get it. They've been there longer. Um, but it's not the millennials that are picking up the slack. It's the Gen Xers who don't fucking dare speak out because I don't know. We're just not wired that way. I mean, we've been f- saying fuck the system for so long that like, I feel like if we were to say anything now, people would be like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like if we were to open our mouth now, it's funny because when the younger people at my work complain, it's like everyone listens. And when I complain, I have an attitude problem. The fuck? <sighs> it's frustrating. And we still have another 20 years to go before we can even contemplate retirement, which means we have to fucking play these fucking games and not be paid our worth and not know how to negotiate because no one fucking wants to listen to middle-aged people because what the fuck do they know? 
And I can't tell you how many jobs I have applied for to get the fuck out of this job. And there's not a single, there's not a single callback because I'm fucking 45. And like, I just saw an article recently that was like, nobody is trying to hire middle-aged people, which is ageism, by the way. You know, that's my biggest goal in life is to destroy that. But, but I'm a llama, not a goat. So it may never happen. Um, living life is moderately achieving. I guess this is the, maybe this is the backfire of like being a llama. Um, you know, it's kind of, and I can put a link to that episode that I do with my aunt about, um, celebrating just sort of, you know, skating along. Um, but it's funny because like I said in that episode, like I, I actually did try to work really hard to be something great, but you know, the world isn't going to acknowledge all of us great people. So I'm sorry that I don't really talk into the microphone very well, guys. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to use all this shit that I bought. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's my rant, I guess. Um, I just don't know what to do. And, um, that's frustrating because I thought I did. I thought I had a good handle on what was going on. And, you know, in, in, my Buddhist mind is like, have no attachments. It's just a shelter. You know, um, maybe you are getting a little too high and mighty. Maybe you do need to get some, you know, knock that shit off kind of lessons. You know, like knock that grin off your face or I'll smack it off. You kind of talk that our parents, because <laughs> being abused was a joke in the 80s. <laughs> um but yeah, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, evaluating like how materialistic have I been these seven years? You know, like I remember, um, hearing from someone that was like, it's all priorities, right? Where you put your money and, and how you live and, um, we're the richest poor people in the world, right? Um, because we, we have such a propensity toward consumerism, you know, as I look down at my Apple Watch that I replaced of my old Apple Watch, and um, you know, I I get it. I'm humbled. I'm I I'm very self aware too, right? Like you you wouldn't you can't be a podcaster or a writer journalist unless you have some sort of desire to be introspective and you know take stock and evaluate like the fuck are you doing with your life kind of shit and um. You know, so, so, you know, a part of me is just like, well, this might be the fucking kick in the ass I need to, to not be so complacent and just fucking, you know, following along, like, you know, just like, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know because, um, cause like I said, I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of jumping ship and leaping off you know, the cliff hoping there's a landing somewhere. Um, like I, I just want to be like, okay, stable, let's go, you know, and, and actually all the years that I was jump that I jumped and, you know, didn't know where I was going to land. Um, as exciting as that was, it was also really fucking terrible. Like, uh, I mean, I, I, I was so panic stricken all the time you know, is my friend going to pick me up from the airport? Am I going to have enough money to eat tonight? Or do I have enough money for rent? Or, you know, um, um, God damn it, I need a job. Maybe I'll have to give plasma instead. You know, like, I don't know. Um, 
jumping ship's fun and everything, but it's also really, really hard too because, and you get hungry, you know, and and it's scary because you don't have insurance or you just don't even know what's going to happen to you. And um, I mean, I guess I'm not quite in that place right now, but obviously this is the kind of thing that just sort of like, like I said, it gets, it it's, you start getting these dark thoughts and, um, but you know, again, I'm really trying to use like my Buddhist mindset, you know, cause I've been practicing meditation and fucking all, all the shit for so many fucking years. Um, I think I would be a lot more broken right now if it wasn't for that. But like, you know, there's, there's a sense of, um, like humility that comes with, um, allowing your brain to kind of do the what ifs and stuff so that you ha- you can, you know, it's not good to fixate on the future because we don't have a fucking clue what the future looks like. Right. Um, you can only hope to plan and you can only sort of try to set yourself up for some sort of soft landing. Um, but also, I mean, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? Like that's one of my favorite sayings in the world. And so, you know, the idea of like, I'm just, I'll just jump ship. Like that to me seems like, okay, you've had way too many hits of acid. Like you are literally clinically insane. Um, uh, Trish the dish, because you're, you're basically like thinking that it's going to be different if you, if you jump ship again at 45. <laughs> so I don't really want to do that. Um, but, you know, I've, I've got to do something because this is, this is like, uh, it's crazy. And the worst part is, is I have been super irresponsible with my money. And, um, you know, just, I mean, I've been paying off my credit card like crazy. So I guess that sounds really responsible. But I mean, I don't, I haven't really been saving money in my like savings account. I mean, obviously I have a 401k, I'm a good kid that way, but, um, but I haven't really been putting money aside for a rainy day. And, um, and it's, and it's so funny because like, here's the rainy day coming, it's coming in January, it'll be here. And, you know, but I'm not living, if I stay in this apartment too, I won't be able to, you know, go see my friend in Portland or my friends in Illinois or, you know, do a lot of road trips, you know, that now that life has kind of opened back up and, um, and I'm just like, man, like, I don't want to be house poor, quote unquote. Um, you know, I always thought, and I came up with this thought when I was fucking 22 guys. Um, but Cause I remember getting ready to move to France and I was like cleaning up my dorm room and I was like, how much fucking shit do I own? And at that time I was really into like, you know, expensive shoes like shell toes and filas and Adidas warm up jackets and fucking Tommy Hilfiger and was just blowing my paycheck on clothes, you know, look like a cool B girl and raver. And I remember as I was like, trying to sort through my life before I went to France, I was like, man, I've got my priorities all out of whack. Like when you're, you've, you've heard the the thing that like, you know, don't let your possessions own you. Like who owns what? Like your possessions are you, I don't know. Uh, You guys have heard this, right? I'm sure. Um, 
But, you know, there is a part of me that's like kind of like, wow, is that where I'm at right now where I've just sort of like accumulated things? And, you know, it's really frustrating because um, so fucking what if I did? Like I've spent my whole life not accumulating things. And I moved here with what only fit in my fucking Honda Accord. And it took me a fucking year to get a coffee table. You know, I didn't have a TV for fucking decades. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's like, why can't I be allowed to have some nice things? Like, I, I have enough experiences at this point in my life because fucking lived hard, y'all. So... Why am I not allowed to have a nice computer and nice podcast equipment and a nice microphone and, you know, tons of plants and a really nice bed where my hips don't hurt in the middle of the night anymore? Um, why am I not allowed to have fucking shit like that? I mean, what the fuck? That's not like frivolous shit either. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like I don't I don't like fucking drop. $500 at the mall every week or some shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm super aware of the things that I buy and, and like try not to bring in too much shit and I don't just buy shit, just to buy shit kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like try to be very mindful about that stuff. But, um, I don't know, you know, I, I think the answer is I just need to shave my head again and then just like join a monastery. Cause, uh, what would I tell you guys that like that test I took in high school that was like, you'd be a good clergy person. I mean, surely they meant that I would be an amazing like Buddhist nun, like Pema Chodron. So, so yeah, that's my story. I just wanted to, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to be a podcaster because it doesn't hurt your hand to, to put your, just like throw vomit all your ideas out. And I actually have an audience, right? Because, um, like, I thought about writing about this because I haven't journaled in a long time. And um, and I just got a new journal. And, um, like, that was, like, given to me for free at work. And um, and I thought, oh, I should just write about this. And But, you know, there's something so cathartic about writing because you can go to the deepest darkest scariest corners of your brain and write it all out and kind of be like all right i guess that's good i probably won't commit suicide because i just did this um <laughs> i know that got dark real fast but i'm just saying like it's um you know those are those are really great for that but at the same time it doesn't really help anyone and i feel like talking to you guys, like I said, like, I, I don't know how many of you listening are kind of in the same boat and where you're just like, when the fuck? I feel like middle age is that point in your life. Like, so your 20s and 30s, like your 20s, you still have energy and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're probably on blow or something. You know, you have so much energy drinking you or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I had so much energy to fucking take on the world when I was in my 20s. And then in my 30s, you know, you start getting a little bit like, is is this it? Is this really what I've been fucking working my whole life to get to? And then in your 40s, you you, you know, you're like, oh, shit, like nothing is permanent for real. Like the Buddhists were right. Fuck. 
uh, I don't have any more energy. Um, I can't wait to be in my 50s and see what fucking fuck freak show that, <laughs> that ends up being. Um, but I know that, you know, like my aunt and uncle who are in their 60s, you know, and just retired. Um, you know, they're in fucking Hawaii right now. Like, living the dream. Having a great, great old time. Um, they made it out the other side. Do you know what I mean? And neither of them came from money and they fucking worked their asses off to get where they were. Um, so I don't know. You know, I, I would love, love, love to hear if this resonates with you, what your own story of survival is, especially if you're in the middle ages right now in the middle ages. <laughs> If you were born in the 1900s like me and you're and you're living in the middle ages, um, reach out to me at genxvoice.com. Um, hit me up. Come and share your own story on the podcast. I mean, this is our voice. This is our place to talk. And I want to give a, a shout out to uh, Trisha who um, – spent an hour with me a few weeks ago talking about how um, she really loves the podcast. You know, she, I, you might remember her from the two Trish's um, unpack um, Gen X stereotypes. Um, and, you know, she's like the one that like, yeah, you should do a podcast. And she's the one that's like, yeah, you should keep doing the podcast. Because like I said, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, the fuck, I can't afford this shit. But let me know if 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 when you listen, this resonates to you or, you know, maybe if you are a young person and you're hearing this shit and you're just like, this is why everything's fucked and we need to fucking fix it. Um, or if you're older and you're like, man, I'll tell you how I got through that time. I don't I, I don't really care. Uh, just reach out. Uh, GenXVoice.com, like I said. And there you'll also find uh, all the links to like all the socials, but my handle's at Gen X Voice as well. Mostly active on Instagram and Facebook group. Facebook group is where we try to have discussions about the episodes. And, um, you know, Sarah Silverman um, is a Gen Xer whom I love. And uh, she recently talked about the, the, the secret to the great mixtape or in our uh, world, a uh, playlist. And that is that you, um, you take the music uh, for whoever you're making the playlist for of when they were 12 and when they were 17. And then what music sort of like echoes that in modern times. And um, I think that would be a really fun thing to do. So that's going to, I'm going to try to take a break from all this, the fucking TV I watch. And by TV, I mean, Apple TV, Prime, Disney plus fucking Hulu and Netflix and rabbit ears. Like um, I'm, I'm really working toward November being a sort of no screen time. Um, just because I need to get my fucking shit together. I need to prepare for the new battle that is coming, whatever that looks like in terms of, uh, funny financial insecurities as we roll out of the pandemic and into fucking bloodthirsty, uh, you know, money grubbing capitalists that are, that got fucked themselves during the pandemic. I get it, you know, but I'm going to try to make some playlists that y'all can listen to. Um, so follow the Gen X Voice Spotify um, uh, page as well. And uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, having this space for me to just 
unload. Thanks for listening. And if you think this is worth listening to, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Be kind to each other, listen to each other, and let's stop being separated by our differences. I don't want to be an army.